It's Thursday, July 9th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show. Today, we talk about the Voices for Justice podcast, The Daily Dose with me, Jen Grant, your comments, and a whole lot more. And we kick it off with Sky Wallace.
Oh my god. Wow. Warrior by Sky Wallace. That was unbelievable. Now, why don't we do a take two? As, wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodri. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delisepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am yeah. I doing? <laughs> Julian Dion Comedy, Comedy Hour? Podcast. You're listening to the... Comedy hour. See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Not really, I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is John Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Siggs. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA system. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show you and me below, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose. Sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion. It's, it's a show. It's not an hour. It's a show. It's okay. July 9th. Oh my god, that's annoying. <laughs> oh, hi. It's 9th. Broadcasting to you live from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau House. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, feel it. Feel it. Gen Z Poo Nu Nu is with us. That's right. Nu Nu is over here. I actually knew somebody. Her nickname was Stephanie Poo Nu Nu. <laughs> oh, that she must have loved that. Yeah. I don't know where that originated or how, but oh, so kids are so inventive. Eh? Yes, they are. Kids like poo, noo, noo, noo. Anything with poo in it, 
Yeah, well, you're a poo noo noo noo. We are, of course, live on Facebook. Good morning. It's live on Facebook Mondays through Fridays at 7 a.m. And then, of course, available on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Your favorite podcast service, The Julian Dion Show, is there. If you could subscribe and leave a review, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like, Helps uh, us. Uh, so awesome. Otherwise, you're dead to us. Okay? <laughs> no joke. Oh, wow. Not trying to be funny. Whoa. Waste of time. The pre-show Two, song three, was by... Four. It's such a waste of time. Sky Wallace. Go to Sky Wallace Music. Okay. For all your Sky Wallace needs. Yes, kids are inventive, especially um, baby chefs. Who watches that shit? Does anybody watch uh, yeah. the Master Chef baby, not babies, but children edition or kids? So I'd like to know. You like to know? Like, you like to watch it? It doesn't interest me. Oh, I know. Who cares about your kids that are more talented than the rest of us? Here's uh, here's to you. I'm going to crack one of these open. Whoa. Oh, it's Thursday. It's a non-alcoholic Heineken, which I've said this before on the podcast, but you crack one of these up open at a, at a party, and people are like, oh, come on, LeMay. Where's the real beer? But in the morning, it's fun. It's like, okay, I'll join you with a real one then. (laughs) Join us with a real one. Oh, it's cold on this warm morning. That's the best one. It really is. Also, I should mention off the top, and I'll do a proper live read later, but this episode, as always and forever, is brought to you by Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Go to Gringo's Blazing Sauces blazingsauces.com listeners of the show in Canada get free shipping and an additional 5% off by entering promo code JD5 at checkout that's right JD5 at checkout (laughs) gringosblazingsauces.com they ship Mm -hmm. all over North North America so uh, do it up check it in support hot oh it's so good I was thinking a good slogan a good slogan for them would be Um, so hot (laughs) <laughs> no. Gringo's Blazing Sauce is so hot. Too hot to handle. Um, oh, I love that show. I hope there's a second season. I love out that soon. show. You didn't just say, no, no you didn't. I've admitted I've loved that show before. Oh, boy. Um, what you, what when, you, this is not news. Yeah, I know, but you can't, uh, well, uh, do you can't, I don't know. In my opinion, if you like something that you have to have a disclaimer on it saying that it's, at least a guilty pleasure. Like, you're the king of the bad so- sound bites. Too if, bit hot to handle. I love that show. Like, you can't be like, Sopranos is the best show that's ever been made. And, and I also love Too Hot to Handle. Too Hot to Handle is a close number two. Uh, hot uh, to uh. handle. Number two hot to two Sopranos. Oh, too I'm, Hot to I'm Handle is number two two Sopranos. I'm uncomfortable ha. listening to this. Um, it's probably one of the best shows ever made. Go ahead. Which... Too hot to handle. No, it is not. Take that back. Take that back. Uh, I think you should... A good slogan for gringos, inspired by what you've said, do yourself a favor and get yourself some flavor. I think the Mount Rushmore of TV should be Tony Soprano's face and then Francesca next to it. 
Hey. Oh my god. No. No. You don't see the similarities. Hmm. He answers the phone by going yeah, and she answers by saying hey. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Oh my god. Uh, Mount Rushmore is a controversial thing now. I can't mention that. I'm I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. Okay. Hi. Hi. Oh, cripes on a cracker. Free bing, clam bing. dip. What? So, um, Doug is still top fan plus one. All right. Keeping, uh... He, I actually needed to mention, I don't know if you noticed, I commented, mm. I'm actually demoted. Uh-oh. I was a top fan plus one for a long time. Like, Uh-oh. since forever. You're not commenting enough. And now I'm just top fan. I've been demoted. Speaking of commenting, well, you should comment more. Speaking of commenting, yesterday when you left, I did like an extra 15 minutes or whatever on my own. Owned? <laughs> and I unraveled. It was a slow decline, and people saw my true colors. I couldn't handle checking the comments and talking at the same time. I can't multitask. <laughs> I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Literally, I'm, I'm, I'm walking on the stop. I'm glad that I can... You know now how important I am to the show. Yeah. Say it. You're too hot to handle for the show. Say it. You're very important, Jennifer. You're, obviously, I couldn't <laughs> do five days kidding. a week without you. Kidding. kidding once a week was yeah. easy alone but uh five days a week no nah, nah, nah. Mm, i mean you, 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 you like as soon as you left i was like oh, all right well, it was because you have to i have to prepare more if you're not going to be here because like tomorrow i believe you're leaving around 7 30 or 40 mm-hmm. and so i know it in advance so i can prepare because the difference is okay if i'm not reading comments and I'm just going to be talking. I have to give my opinion on things because I can't wait for an answer or mm-hmm. a sounding board. So I just got to, I have to say what I'm going to say, give an opinion. Yeah. And then move on. <laughs> well, you used to do, like you said, you used to do the podcast once or twice a week. And then occasionally you'd do a whole episode on your own. Yeah, but I usually did interviews. and. It's funny. This happened so organically where I would just pipe in. Well, I wonder why it happened. the first. You asked me to come on the show, I think. Because you can't keep your mouth closed. Aw. <laughs> I was going to say shut. That sounded too aggressive. No, I'm either joking, way, honestly. it sounds terrible. It's a joke. Fun. It's Yay. Good joke. Yay. Everybody's laughing. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really annoying. <laughs> okay we're good i'm just killing time because i've got nothing today i'm exhausted oh my gosh welcome to sleep patterns with julian dion and jen grant yeah you Uh, you you wake up in the middle of the night for two hours i was up from two till about 20 after four for 20 light that shit up and then uh alarm went off 40 minutes later at five which was a nightmare oof Usually, I've sometimes I've been having a really good sleeps, but then the last little bit of after five hours went to bed at nine last night. So at two, it was five, right? Yes, two, five hours. Woke up, bing, bing, bang, bing, bong, bong, and <laughs> I was wide awake. <laughs> and normally, I don't have anything on my mind, but yesterday I did. It's this show coming up in August. Oh, uh, anyway, 
So, but you think about it in the middle of the night, and then it's 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 it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, forget it's, it. It's a mountain. It. Oh yeah. That's... And I woke up this morning. I'm like, oh, who cares about that? Not I know. Who cares? But it's no, not. there's an energy in the middle of the night that just makes you more scared, worried, anxious, <laughs> and um, oh. yeah. What? I'm, I'm, no, I'm acting out oh. the emotions as Jeez. you're saying them. Scared. <gasps> anxious. Oh. Oh my god. Emotional. <laughs> Happy. Ah. Maybe you should try the CBD oil like I've been doing. Oh, I'm surprised. Are you okay? <laughs> you don't? No. You're delirious. <laughs> I know. From sleep deprivation. Here's tea out. Mm. Ew. Mm. What? Why? That sound effect with your mouth was really gross. This is your mouth, eh? What? Well, I mean, you can use it for what you want. <laughs> oh you mean your mouth is yeah. my mouth yeah my mouth you can use and do it with it what you will well can i make a request to not did you just have a drink of your smoothie is that why it did no that? my non-alcoholic beer because ah. it sounded like a smoothie mm. yeah. anyway i got up i actually got up and i'm like uh, i tried the writing and reading thing analog and i'm like this is doing nothing for me and then, so I decided to listen to a podcast. I discovered a podcast. The Julian Dion Show. It's amazing. You should listen to it in the <laughs> middle of the night. <laughs> I watched or listened to this podcast called Voices for Justice. Mm-hmm. It's about Alyssa Turney, who went missing in 2000. She was 17 years old. Ew. Okay. I just sniffled right in the mic. I know. And her sister has started the po- this podcast. Is she still missing? Yeah, she's presumed dead. They, they, they and the the only person of interest is their father. Ugh. St- stepfather, but Ugh. really, father. He was he was there since day one. And uh, the sister, I think her name is Melissa Turney. Anyway, she started this podcast. So this guy was a person of interest you didn't want to give dna and stuff which if you have a missing child and you're refusing to give dna i mean hello yeah he didn't want to take polygraph to 2020 asked him for a polygraph the host of 2020 uh, that guy shit his name escapes me but he's like i'll do it if you do it first like what kind of, what kind of response is that hey would you take a polygraph test on tv if you do it as the host of the show like you know if you're anyway, innocent, why are you scared to do a polygraph? Well, that's just the whole thing. And uh, so I guess it came out that he was molesting her and... and Who, that guy? Or the stepdad? Who, the host of 2020? No, the... Oh, I th- oh the stepdad yes. was... I thought it was another person who was a person of interest. No, the okay, only gotcha. person of interest in this case I gotcha. is the father. Okay. And... So I guess they arrested him, or, or they 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 had some sort of warrant or something. I'm I'm just on episode one, so I'm I don't Is know it all a the good details. Podcast? Yeah, it's I mean, well, I mean, I've just listened to episode one so far, but I guess in like early 2000s, a, a couple years after she went missing, like 2007, a few years, several years later, finally they decided to go talk to him. They had some sort of affidavit or whatever, and they went in his house and discovered. The largest seizure of pipe bombs. Pipe bombs. Whoa. 
And so he went to prison for 10 years because he had this manifesto and it was like domestic terrorism or whatever. So he went to prison for 10 years. Sounds like a great guy. And then, and then, uh, so the daughter, Melissa, I think that's her name. Pretty sure. How do you hide that many bombs? Well, you don't, I mean, you don't, they found them. No, I know, but does, did, was he living alone? I think so at the time. Yeah. And so she is the biggest advocate to have her father arrested right now, but she was the last one to believe that he had anything involved because she was a real daddy's girl and and, uh, he never abused her or anything like that and he was really good to her and all this. So, But then finally when he was in prison for the pipe bombs, he she came around and realized because she has six siblings in total and they were all like, yeah, this is, it's pretty much him. And he had this weird relationship with uh, the Alyssa, the girl that went missing, and he kept videotaping her all the time. And you can see these videos online. And, and uh, like the, one of the videos was her first ever job at Jack in the Box. And she's it's at night, and they're like closing up. And he's in the parking lot filming her. And she can see he's filming, and she comes out. She's like, Dad, you got me in trouble. And anyways, all this. Yeah. So when he was in prison... The sister came around and realized, okay, he's the he's the number. He did this allegedly. She she suspects that he did. I mean, he again, he's the only person of interest. So she uh, went to the police and all this, and they said we're building a case. And as soon as he comes out, we'll charge him for the disappearance and murder of Alyssa. <sighs> Anyway, they never charged him. He's just out now. What? They never built any case for the disappearance for the sister. So, so that's so, why she's on the podcast. Yeah, this, they said the only thing the only thing you can really do is create uh, public awareness, media awareness. So she's on this big campaign now. Good for her, it's all it's all new. It's all the last year or two. In 2017, she was trying to get a billboard up, and it just went up. Um, in the last couple months, about her sister. Can and you imagine so, how frustrating that would be? Yeah. So she's got this podcast. And the first episode is... So it's called Voices for Justice. So check it out. It's really interesting. Mm. And if you're like me, you'll get obsessed with this case. I get obsessed with these cases. Remember the teacher's pet? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Now, but that with the teacher's pet was like an ongoing episode after episode of one case. Is this going to be separate cases each episode? Or is it that no, one No, no, it's case? it's just the, it's her, it's her podcast called Voices oh, of Justice. Oh, it's her podcast. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's, okay. it's it's no, not there's no other cases, there's no it's oh, just cool. all for this and there's like 20 or 30 episodes oh, I already. To it. It, that's probably why I can sleep too cuz you're is interesting and Well, I know that's what I thought. So then I'm like, I'll just go to bed and I'll put this in my headphones and drift off. Well, holy, I was just tense the whole time, like <laughs> clenching my jaw, every muscle. And then I'd force myself to relax every muscle. I'm like, just relax and doze off. And then it was like 4.07, 4.20. I'm like, your alarm's going to go off anytime. You've been up since 2 a.m. And then all of a sudden I realized I was all like contorted. Again, not contorted, but uh, stiff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the first episode is her latest conversation she's had with her dad where she calls him on the phone. And wow. Oh, but I mean, there's really no animosity. He's just talking. He's like, you know, I love you. She's like, don't. He's, he's like, stop saying that. And then she just the whole. So the episode is like a 30 minute conversation she has with her father, and just the way he talks. 
of course, you're innocent until proven guilty, yada, yada. But the way he talks about the sister is not the way a normal person would talk about their daughter, their missing daughter. Yeah. He, she, he keeps saying, oh, she had a learning disability. All the, like, he keeps putting her down. He doesn't say one positive thing about her. And Ugh. Meanwhile, he's in a parking lot filming her while she's at work. Yeah. Gross. There's all these hidden camera videos. He had all these cameras in his house. And anyway. So he's just out there, especially with yeah, the, he's all just those out there. bombs. I don't know. Like, how do you know that someone's actually rehabilitated? Well, they're on parole and they get, you know, checked on and random checks and stuff. I don't know all the details how, how they do At that. Least, but obviously yeah. they release them. They have confidence that they're not going to go blow shit mm-hmm. up again. But. He never got to it. They they busted him beforehand. But That's anyway, good. what about the mother? Was she? Still I don't know. Haven't alive? gotten gotten mm-hmm. to that part yet. Imagine the, the whole guilt. family, I guess, is like tore up and ruined. And some people believe the father. Some people believe her. They're just like, yeah, it's it's very obvious he did this. And some cousins. Anyway, it's it's Ugh. this um, layered case. Yikes. And it's like, why are we so fascinated by this shit as humans? Like, mm-hmm. why? Now I can't wait to finish the show so I can go listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good podcast then. So, yeah, so good for her, though. I, I admire her for wanting to bring justice for her yeah. for her sister's honor and, you know, her name. And There's one video where... She's so she was 12 and the sister was 17 when she went missing. The sister being Melissa, that's doing the podcast. I hope that's her name. Frig, anyway, there's a video, a home video where she's like younger mm-hmm. and she's the one recording, and the dad is like pulling catch with the one that went missing. This is like three years before she went missing. Mm-hmm. And once she's uh, is it Melissa? Hold on. They're playing catch, and as soon as she starts recording, mm-hmm. hold on, uh, Sarah Turney, sorry, not Melissa, the sister's Alyssa, the one that's missing, and Sarah is the one that has the podcast. That makes more sense versus Alyssa and Melissa. I know, I know. That's why I started as I was hearing it. I'm like, I don't think that sounds right, but (laughs) Sarah Turney. And so Sarah's recording. She's like a little tiny kid. So she would have been like eight or nine. And she's like, hit recording, hit record. And then the father. And then Alyssa's like, Sarah, Sarah. She goes, Dad's a pervert. And then he takes the camera and he's like, Alyssa's a stupid moron. And then it's (gasps) like, so this is the kind of. Oh my God. I know. I mean, it doesn't look good for the guy. And I really hope there's a good outcome because these things do uh, do work. Yeah. People, the, once there's enough public interest, the, the, you know, the prosecutors or whoever, I don't know how the justice system works, but mm-hmm. they're forced to reopen the case. And and uh, like in the case of uh, Lynette Dawson mm-hmm. and her husband, Chris Dawson. Yeah. Crazy. 
Yeah, that's, oof, man. I wonder if it's kind of like watching Intervention where you feel better about your own life when you see how dysfunctional some other families are. I don't know. It doesn't make you feel better about anything. Yeah, true. It's just like dark, but yeah. you want to keep watching. I guess you kind of want justice. You kind of... It's like a fascination. Yeah. Anyway, check it out. Maybe Voices for justice. There's got to be... Um, a sociological reason or a uh, some some kind of reason that we like that because everybody does it's like that it's like that car wreck thing you don't want to look but you can't help it mm-hmm. why is that there's got to be a reason like survival wise or something like are we learning to avoid is it a fascination because you don't ever want it to happen to you therefore you want to know everything about it so you know not to have that happen to you yeah Maybe that's a survival point of view where it's like, this is just, it's unthinkable and I hope it never happens. So I want to see the warning signs. I want to see, you know, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's got to be a reason deep down inside why. The pain body. You want to feed the pain body. Anywho, so speaking of missing... I just saw this. Glee star Naya Rivera is missing after boat trip on on uh, oh a no. lake on a lake in Southern California. I'm not. I haven't watched Glee, but Glee fans out there will know who she was. Naya Rivera. Uh, the Ventura County Sheriff's Department confirmed that Glee singer and actor went missing on Wednesday in Lake Peru. Piru, Piru, whatever. According to local media officials, said they responded to a report of a child alone on a boat and found Rivera's four-year-old son. Oh, my God. He was just alone. And the search and rescue operations will continue at first light on Thursday. Shit. Yikes. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow, we're a real ray of sunshine right now. I know. Remember when this was a comedy show? (laughs) Wow. I was just looking for something trending real quick so I could talk about it, and it's the number one trending thing. Maybe, okay, let's see something fun. Find your purple. No. I can do the Daily Dose at 7.30. Bill Nye is trending. Let's see why. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, let's do the uh, thingamajig, and we'll, 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 we'll. Oh, my God. We'll, we'll. No, is that? That was me contributing oh. to the song. Anyway, if you are watching, uh, feel free to give us a share. We are live from Wakefield, as we are Mondays through Fridays. And... Daily Dose, Daily Dose, get the news from coast to coast. Daily Dose, Daily Dose, all your news from coast to coast. All the news in the headlines from Good morning. This is your Daily Dose for Thursday, July 9th. That's my reporter voice. So America, the United States, is confronted with a resurgence of COVID-19. And they're facing, there's tons of long lines at testing sites in the summer heat. People are getting turned away, so they're waiting long times to get tested. 
And there's more and more cases. Uh, a lot of uh, some of the sites are running out of kits, while labs are reporting shortages of materials and workers to process the swabs. People are going a week or more without re- receiving a diagnosis. Georgia is one of the states where the cases are surging. Officials are rushing to expand testing cap- capacity as the demand threatens and overwhelms six major cities around Atlanta. And um, it's crazy. I guess there's there's definitely uh, no letting up in certain many areas of the United States. And I did a little comparison because I was wondering about Canada versus the United States. And of course, the population of the u.s population do you know what the it is 328 million you didn't even get the chance to let me answer sorry you're like do you know what the u.s population and is you were about to say it, eh? i was gonna say 320 million i would have been off by 8 million yeah and you know what the population of canada is 34 million 37 million uh-huh. so basically that makes the u.s nine times more the population of Canada. Go ahead. So I just wanted to do like a little crunch a couple numbers to see how we compare relatively. Like if if Canada was Daily the size. Math. <laughs> Daily math. Well, it's kind of interesting because it's hard to see when the numbers are so, like. So these US. are your statistics. No, they're they're the statistics of the cases and deaths in the U.S. versus Canada. But relatively, as if Canada was nine times the population. You know what I mean? Did you calculate these, I mean? I did. Oh, wow. I did. I know. Fancy pants over here. Mm. So, Canada. So, there are three million confirmed infections in the U.S. Three million. Mm -hmm. And more than 130,000 deaths Go ahead. in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Okay? And in Canada. So, what did you divide that by nine? No, actually, I multiplied the same thing, though, but I multiplied Canada's cases. Got it. So, pretty much. So, it said here, um, Canada has 106,434 confirmed cases, and deaths are 8,777. So compare the number of cases in Canada as if we were the size of the U.S. Yeah. And it was 957,906 compared to the 3 million cases in the U.S. And we just lost 17.1% of our followers. No, that's I'm interesting. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is. And so they, if we were the size of... We're doing much better, basically. Right. So if we were the size of the u.s go ahead we would have more than two million less cases that's a huge and the difference between that's a huge what (laughs) that's a huge that's a huge a difference Ah, hey so the deaths in canada comparatively in if if canada was nine times the size of the u.s basically Mm -hmm. there'd be 78 almost 79,000 cases mm-hmm. and in the US there's 130,000 cases. So Canada is handling the situation not only in the in terms of when the people get hospitalized and recover, like we have more people recover and we have way less deaths or way less cases. I would I would say that although those 
Do you, you hear a, I have a bubble yeah, in my, yeah, in my throat? I, even though those are accurate because you're doing the math. Yeah. I'd say they're not accurate because you got to figure the the geography of things and how more compressed populations are in the States. Do you know mm. what I mean? We're taking our spread out population and just multiplying it mm-hmm. and getting those numbers. But really... Think, so of, think of New York City or big cities where they're all mushed in there. So just because there's more people, like, if you can't imagine more people here. It's not going to be as dense. Yeah, like, we're not necessarily as dense mm-hmm. as Americans. That's a soundbite. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't you also, couldn't you just directly compare the deaths, though, and how they were dealt with? Or I guess there's other factors. Well, uh, there's other factors, but other it's, factors. it's still in- like, interesting, your like, math. Like if the hospitals were overwhelmed with cases, maybe that would affect obviously how many people could be treated properly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of factors. Many factors, but it is still interesting when you do just do like. But there's many outside factors that, because uh, I would like to know our dense city ratio now mm-hmm. versus. What? <laughs> That's our show, everybody. Thank you for watching. <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate you. Good morning. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was kind of... Yes, it is interesting. I thought that was kind of interesting. You're right. There are other factors, of course. But just comparing the numbers, mm-hmm. I just thought that was kind of... Uh, it is. And and I mean, I, don't, I think... N- even though you have a case for defending the situation in the U.S., I think we can all agree that we have handled it better and we have a better, whether oh, yeah. whether you like Trudeau or not, we have a better leader handling this situation over what's happening in the, tr- in the Trump Yeah, yeah, I'm not defending world. anything, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But even if you were to even if the factors did influence it, the numbers are still crazy different, like Mm -hmm. crazy different. Anyways, uh, having said that though, things are not, uh, perfect in Canada either. And there are surges happening still where in Edmonton. Oh yeah. I've read that uh, in a hospital, right? Yeah. There's a hospital that's actually closing its doors to new patients, Mm. which is unthinkable. Uh, probably has never happened in the history of, of, that's what they want you to believe unless i see footage of this uh uh, uh, hotel no hospital (laughs) and they've canceled all surgeries as an outbreak of covid19 continues to spread so i feel bad for i feel bad anybody with appendicitis like ah what do they do no but honestly what do they do i know as of wednesday morning 20 patients and 15 staff members have tested positive wow Hmm. three patients linked to the outbreak have died Anyway, so there's that. Um, This is a real shift in stories here. It's kind of interesting. Do you remember the name? Do do you remember hearing about Mary Kay Letourneau? Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Your throat just made it. I know. (laughs) A little gronk. Gronk? That's what we used to call it when I was a kid. A gronk? Yeah, your throat made a gronk. Hmm. Anyway, do you know, does that name ring a bell to It you? does ring a bell, but I can't, I don't. So she's the teacher who married her former sixth grade student. Hot. 
Grade six, though. What do you mean? She married her sixth grade her student. Her former sixth grade student. Yeah. She, he, he wasn't in the sixth grade when they married. No, but he was really young. But How young? Like, okay, so let me read you the story. Let's get the facts out here. So Mary Kay Letourneau, she was a teacher who married her former sixth grade student after she was convicted of raping him in a case that drew international headlines. Obviously it did. She has died at 58. She's died at 58. She's now 58. So her lawyer told... Um, told all these news outlets that she died of cancer on Tuesday. He, um, she was a married mother of four, having difficulties with her marriage in 1996. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of her. I'm g- I sent it to you in your messenger. Sorry about oh. that. I should have told you. Yeah. Sorry, Hello. my bad, my bad. Always during, you're like, oh, there's something there. I know, I have to remind myself of that. I'll get a post-it note to remind you next time. So, um, Letourneau... So she was married. She had four kids with this husband of hers, and she wasn't happy. So she hooked up with a 12-year-old. Oof. 12. How old was she at the time? Not that it matters. 38? She was 38. 34. 34. 30, well, b- 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 banging a 12-year-old? Isn't that insane? Yeah. So his name is Vili Fualo, and um, it was in Seattle. In a Seattle suburb. At about 1.20 a.m. on June 9th, they... How my family created the world's most dangerous man. Oh, my God. At about 1.20 a.m. I didn't realize that. 1.20 a.m. On June 19th, 96, police discovered them in a minivan parked at a marina. Letourneau, then 34, initially told officers the boy was 18, raising suspicions that something sexual was going on. But back at the police station, the boy and Letourneau denied there had been any quote-unquote touching. Instead, they said Letourneau had been babysitting the boy and took him from her home after she and her husband had a fight. About two months after the marina incident, the teacher became pregnant with the couple's first daughter. There's a picture here with their kids. Yep. Their second child was conceived in 98. After that, teacher Letourneau had pleaded guilty to child rape and received a seven and a half year prison term. And she served that whole time? It says here that Letourneau and Fualo married in 2005 after she finished serving time in prison. So 2005, when was she sentenced? Anyway. Anyways, yeah. And hmm. isn't that crazy? It's always attractive teachers, too. She accepted that it was a crime and that she had to serve her time, but when she got out, she didn't dwell. She moved forward in a very positive way and raised those girls. With him, right? Yep. She was somebody I rooted for. I wanted her to do well, and she did. Shit, so she's dead. Yeah. Yeah, in the civil trial following the multi-million dollar lawsuit filed by the child's mother. Imagine you're the mother of the kid, that Mm -hmm. 12-year-old. Holy, 12. The police department and school district insisted the romance was so bizarre that no one could have predicted it. 
The district's lawyer said it began off school grounds after the academic year had ended. Police argued that they simply had no evidence of sexual abuse until it was too late. Anyway, it's kind of interesting that, like, it doesn't make it any better. She should obviously have never done it. But it's kind of interesting how it did turn into, like, an actual loving relationship and Mm -hmm. they had two kids and like stayed together like she didn't she didn't go and do it again i'm sure obviously even though she she married him and everything she was on the registry and everything but as far as we know she never did it again to anyone else and she seemed to actually love him but still 12. 12 is fucked up no that's totally fucked up i would like lose my mind i didn't i did I, I mean, mom. I was so underdeveloped at 12. I can't imagine having any sort of relations with anybody. <laughs> I was like an infant at 12. <laughs> yeah. Prepubescent. Like, did you know that, like, would you ever imagine that you could father a child? I thought you were going to say fuck. I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> uh, n- no, I couldn't at 12. Literally, shooting blanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's always attractive teachers yeah, in she's almost pretty. all of those cases. It's like there's one comic that did a joke once. It was like it happened a few years ago. There was in Florida. There was like this super hot teacher that went to jail for for banging her 14 year old student, student in the car. In the backseat of an SUV while the another 14-year-old was driving or something like that. Oh, my God. And it was like the... Um, I can't remember the, the wording of the thing, but he it was like, and the student is, recover, is currently recovering uh, from high-five injuries. Yeah. Or injury, like constantly high-five. Anyway. I think there's a few comics that have jokes like that. Wow, I've butchered that one. <laughs> Can you tell I'm rusty? So uh, she, <laughs> he went and high fived his friends there because of sex with the teacher. <laughs> Shit, I'm so rusty. That's really funny. Okay, so ending on some kind of good news slash. Oh, that wasn't good news. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, she died. I don't want to make light of that. I meant the. Uh, anyways, no, none no, of it. I, knew I take you that meant. back. That's why I laughed because record scratch. I know. I, th- I was just laughing at the fact that you thought... Go ahead, was- keep going. Hey, <laughs> allow me to speak. You speak my when my I tell said, you, woman. How old were you, Julian? How old were you, Julian, with your spare change? With my spare change? Yeah. Oh, when I started to uh, nut? I don't know, spare change. I don't know what that means. Ha, ha, ha. And then she said, but 12... Yeah. So here's a... I don't know. When did we... I was 25 when we met Jen, so that would be the first time that I... Exactly. That's what I like to hear. So here's here's some other uh, pictures that you can start showing in a second, like maybe wait a beat. But uh, there's some other pictures that I sent you on on a different story. Go ahead. So uh, Donald Trump's niece... Yes. Has written a book. Yes. And she's she's got this scathing portrayal of her uncle. 
And she's blaming a toxic family for raising a narcissist damaged man who poses an immediate threat to the public. She's a psychologist. Her name is Mary L. Trump. Mm-hmm. She writes that Trump's re-election would be a catastrophic and that, quote-unquote, or, quote, lying, playing to the lowest common denominator, cheating, and sowing division are all he knows. She says, by the time this book is published, hundreds of thousands of American lives will have been sacrificed on the altar of Donald's hubris and willful ignorance. If he is afforded a second term, it would be the end of American do- democracy, she writes. In too much and never enough. You can Have you showed the picture? Yep. How my family created the world's most dangerous man. Wow. Yeah, I heard she, about this book. She's the daughter of Trump's older, older brother, Fred Jr., who died after a struggle with alcoholism in 81 and he was 40 only 42 years old yeah look at pictures of french fred trump jr they look so much alike hold on oh she says the book is the second insider account in two months to paint a deeply unflattering portrait of the president the thing is though like i love that she did this but his fans are not going to believe it they're just not going to I mean, I want them to. But. No, I know. She's already being discredited because there were some... Uh, oh, why can't I find... She said she considered speaking out against her uncle at various times, including the 2016 campaign, but was reluctant to do so for fear of being painted as a disgruntled, disinherited niece looking for cash to cash in or to settle a score. After the events of the last three years, she writes, I can no longer remain silent. Now... Listen, if she, I, I yeah, Listen, she, she, she probably wants money. Obviously, I don't think she wants money from this. And also, she's a psychologist. It's not like she's like uh, down and out. She's an educated, smart. Yeah, but it comes from uh, the 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 what the way they're trying to. Uh, well, geez, I was trying to show a picture, but the, the internet is too calm. You try to open one picture, and it's hmm. there. See how much they look alike. Let's see. Well, you'll see on the delay there, but the because uh, he was uh, pluck. Shut it. Just shut up. Shut he up. was. Uh, he had dementia and uh, and stuff Who in did? his final stages of his life when he was dying of alcoholism. Yeah. And I guess they were. Oh yeah. When his father, when I don't know when the when they were drafting up the will what would have gone to him and ultimately to her and his uh, he wasn't in any state to sign i'm butchering all of this i'm and too so tired did she not get the money like what like he, who got the money she got some but she feels like it should have been a lot more and who where did it go fred trump the father like mm-hmm. donald and this yeah. guy's father his money was supposed to be divvied up between the kids yeah but by the time that came to signing this new will, this guy here, the brother, was in no shape to sign it. Mm-hmm. So they signed for him or something. And so mm. they think she suspects he got the kids, which is her and her siblings, got a lot less than what the others would have gotten. It's you all know, kind of family money and all this. Yeah, but like, you know, you know, what's hard about that is that that's 
wrong and immoral, but if you're one to complain, you just look a, like a everyone labels you as a disgruntled. So, well, yeah, or it's wrong also. Like it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And if it were, you know, if you'd probably want to make sure that the money went to where it was intended to go. Um, yep. But, and the other thing I thought you were going to say just now was that she writes, well, first I'll say this. She writes that his eldest sister, Marianne Trump, did his homework for him, but couldn't take his tests. And he worried his grade point average would put him far from the top of the class. So he would scuttle his efforts to get accepted. I guess she's just throwing him under the bus. Like he's just a, a fake, a phony. And she says here that when her father was dying, Donald Trump just went to the movies hmm. and didn't care. I guess that's why he's never drank. Oh, yeah? He's never drank? Never. Never mm. touched alcohol or drugs in his life because he saw his brother die of alcoholism. So Yeah. Anyway, so I think that's kind of good news because it, it's putting out... Uh, I mean, there's going to be so many books uh, between now and the election. There already are. John Bolton came out with a book. Uh, so many people will be between now and the election because if he doesn't win, which, I mean, I, I, I think he's going to win, but if he doesn't win, all these books are like, a oh, former president, nobody cares. But while he's still president, people are just releasing all these books. Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't get elected. Yeah. Katie, Katie Flo, uh, hey Katie, it's been a while. Nice to see ya. Uh, it's she been says, a while. She says the daughter sued the family for the money. Yeah. And I wonder, did she win? No. Katie says, I like that she's a psychologist, so it's an in-depth assessment of why he is the way he is. Higher level of intelligent reading as opposed to a gossip tell-all. Me too. I agree. And mm-hmm. I think it also gives her a ton of credibility. And, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. It's mind-boggling to me, and I know it's been four years since he, he's been president. But it's it's shocking to me that it, I'm still in denial that it actually happened. Like, it's how can this happen? And uh, what do you think? Do you think he'll be reelected? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Katie? I think what there's a really think? good chance. Anyone who's watching, what really do you think? Really good chance. Better chance than the last time. The last time it was like, really? oh. Well, yeah, the last time he was just a celebrity. He was a TV host and and real estate guy. You know, he was famous. He was known. So it was a joke. People were like, there's no way. But now he's been president for four years. True, the country's a mess. But the trajectory, I mean, you can only go up from rock bottom. And he's already starting to talk about, I've built the greatest economy in the history of the country. Watch till next year. He's already starting to be like, watch next year. So, I mean, uh, his approval rating is still in the in the mid-40s. And the thing is, Democrats don't go out and vote. People, oh, yeah, people want change, but they don't. They don't mobilize. They don't do it. Maybe they will now, just because. Maybe they will more than ever because they see that they have to. Well, another dangerous thing is that last time was like, oh, Hillary's for sure going to win. There's no chance this guy wins, so people didn't go vote. They're like, it's it's a it's a done deal, and people are are also thinking that now. 
they're going, well, he's fucked up so much. There's no way he's going to win. So they might not be motivated to to go vote. So right. I don't know. I, I'm saying it's not... It's not... Uh, it's not a, a guarantee or or it's not overwhelmingly, oh, he's for sure not going to win. There's a really good chance he wins again. Katie says no way. She says, I don't think he will. She says, unless he is able to control the voting stations again with illegal action, etc. I guess we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. I mean, last time they said it was impossible. It was a joke. And look at who is the president. I mean... Uh, it's and he lost the popular vote by three million votes last time, but the electoral college made that he is president. So I mean, there's no, I ca- I don't think we can say, oh, there's no way because well, I hope there is a way. If you know this about Democrats not voting, uh, hopefully the Democratic Party and the people are trying to influence their their people to how to actually, Joe Biden. I'm not sure, but. Josh Joshua says six million previous Democratic voters did not vote on the last election. And he said those six million need to turn out. Katie says when we won the first time I was at the rebel. Hmm? When he won the first time mm. I was at the rebel. She said that she missed us at uh, Ibu. She said she said, I guess... That she had been at Le Ibu when we oh, were there. Oh, Katie flew around these parts? I didn't know that. I thought she was out west for some reason. Me too. Oh, all right. Oh, the Rebel House. Oh, the Rebel House. She was at the... Oh, when he won the first time, she was at the Rebel House. In Toronto. I love the Rebel House. Great bar. Yeah, in Rosedale. Great pub. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just saying it's not... It's not. You can't say he's for sure not going to win or he for sure is. But there's a good chance. I mean, it's a. Uh, I actually believe there's a really good chance he'll win. Well, I, they, I do. I do. I, I've never forgot this quote. The best, the the best way to predict future behavior is by looking at past behavior. That's actually a quote from a therapist. I used to go to this therapist, and she said that, and I've never forgotten it because it's very true. Like most people don't change. Mm-hmm. So uh, if nothing changes there's probably a good chance he'll be voted again. But if more Democrats get out and vote and decide to do something different than what they typically do, then they can make change and then that would be very exciting. I mean, he still has a shit ton of supporters. That's the thing. I mean, we on our feeds and stuff on whatever social media thing you look at, you tend to have a lot of like-minded people and it's an echo chamber. So you're like, oh, it's impossible. I see how angry people are. Yeah, but he's got a ton of support supporters, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we can debate this till the cows come home, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not ruling anything out. I mean, I know the Joe Biden campaign is not doing a great job right now to energize voters. To people that right now that are going to vote. Are are just want change. They don't necessarily want Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Katie says she lives in West End, Ottawa, but was looking for beaches and cottages and Airbnb to get into oh. nature. I don't know why I thought Katie was someone in out west, but. And she went to uh, supper after at Laibu. It's so good there. Oh my gosh, we went again last night. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I laughed. I know the nervous laugh when I get last night. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's very good food and the best patio. 
Huge patio. Yep. So that's your uh, daily news <laughs> or daily dose. I mean, oh my God. That's your daily dose. <laughs> I'm losing it. Meltdown. Your... Meltdown. Jen is having a full blown meltdown. Daily dose. Daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose. Daily dose. All your news from coast to coast. All the news from Okay, wait a second. Katie just said was was full everywhere in Wakefield. So she had to turn around and leave. She said, I almost had tacos at the new taco place, which looks amazing. Where's the new taco yeah, place? Yeah, you know it. I told you about it. Yeah, but where is it? It opened just before the pandemic. It's like... Why aren't we going there? We make amazing tacos at home. It's like... Um, it's on the main drag there. It's close to... Uh, one of the little houses that we, one of the houses we were looking at for, uh, to purchase. Yeah, that they redid completely. Mm. We, well, we should go. Mm-hmm. Katie says the nervous laugh thing is an Ottawa thing. <laughs> oh my god, I just did it again. Was that nervous I or issued, was that? I I issued to, I oh, I think she meant I used to live in Tro- in Vancouver twenty years in Toronto, but I am from Manitoba, born and raised across from the boat launch. Son okay. of a bitch. Son of a bee. Oh, that's an Ottawa thing, eh? They look super duper huge, yummy, organic, and overflowing. Oh, the uh, tacos. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I do it again? Yeah. Oh, my God. I have to stop. I don't like it. Same as uh, when we had uh, one of our guys that was working here. He kept yeah. uh, saying stuff and laughing. He goes, you know what? I have to stop. Is that stupid fucking laugh I do, that nervous <laughs> laugh. It's funny when people call themselves out on... Uh... Yeah. Speaking of calling out, I'm going to call you out. <laughs> to go to Gringo's Blazing Sauces today. That's right. Gringo's Blazing Sauces. This episode is brought to you by them. <laughs> what? Go to gringosblazingsauces.com for a wide selection of some of the best hot sauces you've ever tasted, you've ever yeah, put your buddy. lips on and thrown down your throat. Whoa. Hot sauce down the gullet. Whoa. Gringos Blazing Sauces for a wide variety of hot sauces and salsas and jellies and grilling sauces. That's right. That's right. Uh, we were just da- talking about tacos. Yeah. Speaking of tacos. Yeah. Chef by trade, Doug Knight and his wife, Laura, our friend and yours, are obsessed with finding the perfect balance between heat and flavor, and they nail it every time. Do yourself a favor and discover the flavor. Get yourself some flavor. Get yourself some flavor? Would that be the wording? Do yourself a favor, get yourself some flavor? Yeah. That's a cute, cute slogan. How about Gringo's Blazing Sauces? Ouchie, but yum. Ouchie, mama. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com. It's free shipping for orders over $40 in Canada. They ship all over North America. And the Julian Dion Show listeners, that's you. You get an additional 5% off at checkout by entering the promo code JD5 at checkout. JD5 at checkout will get you 5% off and free shipping. Look at that. Gringosblazingsauces.com. Do yourself a favor. Gringos. BlazingSauces.com. Is that is that an offer? <coughs> no. Sorry. Is that an offer? Gringos Blazing. So-
No, I'm not going to talk because you're just going to do that again. Is that an offer that's available all the time? Well, it's funny you ask that because... Gringo's is offering 5% off at checkout okay. to listeners of the show. I think it's a permanent thing we haven't discussed. We have to figure it out. But I'm pretty sure it's gonna be around for a while. Uh. 5% off a checkout when you go to Gringo's. Blazing, Blazing. sauces. Blazing sauces. Nah, I'm not crazy about that one. What about this? All right. Here's the deal. If you go to gringosblazingsauces.com, you get 5% off at checkout. Oh, yeah. That's a full 5% off on top of free shipping. Uh. How long will that last? Well, pretty sure it's forever. Pretty sure. <laughs> All right. Good morning, everybody. Yay. We'd like to encourage you to go to gringosblazingsauces.com today for a wide selection of hot sauces, salsas, grilling sauces, and jellies. If you do so, you get 5% off, 5, 5% off on top of free shipping. <laughs> That's what they're giving because they love you and love the show and all the listeners of the show. Gringo's Blazing Sauces <laughs> offering 5% off on top of free shipping in Canada, but they ship all over North America. They ship to the States. They ship all over the place. <laughs> Gringo's. Blazing sauces come, I believe even Americans get five percent off, wow. but they pay for shipping. That's right. Fuck you, America, pay for shipping. <laughs> Kidding, take it back, I take it back. It's five percent off anywhere in North America, but Canada gets free shipping. It's a it's a money thing, I guess, because it's cheaper to ship in Canada because we're based in Ottawa. <laughs> Gringo's Blazing Sauces out of Ottawa. Yeah, the nation's capital, Ottawa. Support local Ottawa businesses during this crisis. Now, here's what I have to say about the 5%. It's really nice, and it's a nice surprise when you don't expect <laughs> anything. First, you get free shipping. Oh, my God, that's enough. What else? Well, enter JD5 at promo at checkout. And you get an additional 5%. Oh, 5% <laughs> off. The Gringo's Blazing Sauce. 5% off. Based out of Ottawa. Do yourself a favor. Go discover the flavor. Do it right. Doug's a chef, so he knows what he's doing. Yes. Doug's a chef, and he's obsessed with... With things we sound like the bare naked ladies. I feel like shit. Alright. Five percent off today. Save. It's over. Oh, you always just... have to get the last last thing in there. So? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Snap attack. Do we have any comments? Oh, let's take a look. I just covered all of Katie Flo's uh comments there. Let us uh, take a look. I noticed that uh, Pete was watching, but no comments. Boots, nice Coot, and Pete Ski? Yeah. Do you uh, 
Can you see all of them? Are you checking on your phone or your computer right now? I am checking on my phone and it's going right back to... Sometimes it doesn't, but it's going right back to the beginning. Okay. Um, Charles Antoine says, good uh, good morning. Or he has, says, has have a good day, lay dudes. Lay dude? Doug says, guten morgen. Okay. Um, I pretty much covered the only thing that i didn't cover was joe said that boardwalk empire is a close second to the sopranos it is very good yeah so we should watch that i watched it but i'll watch it again oh uh, is it really violent yes it's much more violent I feel than like sopranos. I yeah i don't think i think i remember i was gonna watch it with you and i didn't like the violence even though i'm not i don't know i'm sensitive sometimes i can handle it sometimes i can't you might be a little too sensitive for Ooh. Boardwalk Empire. Ah. We're going to figure out when we can watch one episode by the fire. Ah. Um, oh, the dog just freaked out. It's a violent show. It is a violent show. They kill people on that show. Yes, shit. They really do. It's gory. It's bloody. It's... Wait for it. Oh, I'm dying. Dying on the show is common. (laughs) 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 All right. Okay. It looks like all of the comments are covered. Okay. Well, just to remind you guys that we are a podcast, so we are available everywhere. I mean, I'm, 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 the thing is. Tomorrow. Can you mention what's happening tomorrow, by the way? I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Oh, fuck's sakes. Aww. Yeah. Go ahead. Mention it. Matt says, make sure Katie Flo tunes into tomorrow's episode. Yes, everybody. Tune in tomorrow. We will be interviewing Maddie Floss and Jess Landry. Yep. And uh, who uh, have uh, of meetings, M-E-A-T-ings, meet. Fantastic place. Ings, fantastic. And, uh, but they have a new venture, so we'll, we'll discover that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Mm-hmm. And then um, Steve said, you're both hilarious. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. And um, Katie was asking if any of the stores or that bakery is open in Wakefield. They seem closed. And um, yeah, there's... I think there's, everything's open. I think everything's open now. And obviously, it's not exactly the same hours that normally, but Pipalinka is now open. They were they were open for like they had pop up menus that you could order each week, but now they're open open, and it's so awesome. I love we buy all of our bread there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What? Sisa. Yeah. All right. Katie well, wants to know where the smoke is coming from. Uh, it's the smoke coming out of my ass that Jen blew up there. <laughs> You wish. Incense. You wish. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, We appreciate you, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. You'll be here for a half show tomorrow. Sure will. All right. We'll talk to you then. Uh, And the rest of you, uh, thank you. Have a great day out there. We appreciate you watching and listening. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get them. We are there. So uh, check us out. And uh, that's it. Have a great day. Uh, Do yourselves a favor. Go to Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Thanks to uh, everybody. We appreciate you watching. Please uh, share it, like it, all of that stuff. And until tomorrow, and as always, watch your head.
I went to school, yeah, I learned a lot. Got a degree in what I'm not. You spend your life looking for what you already got. Such a beautiful waste of time. Waste of time. A beautiful waste of time. of 